Welcome to Three Gens Theology. We believe it is a high priority for every believer to be firmly rooted in God's Word and uh, therefore in their faith. And we hope to come by, uh, come along as an encouragement, a support uh, as you grow in your uh, relationship with the Lord. Uh, we have been talking about bibliology for a while now, and uh, we want to continue to encourage you in understanding that God's Word is of high value, that uh, these, these books that we carry around or that you have on your phone, um, these words are, are um, special, they're honored, and uh, we continue to look at them in that way. And so as we think about bibliology, uh, we want to continue to um, elevate Elevate your view of the scriptures, not so that you can mentally say, yes, they're important, but so that you might take them into your life. So today we're uh, beginning a conversation about interpretation or hermeneutics, and it may take us a few of these to get through that, um, that section, and that's okay. It's a pretty important area, so we're excited about, um, about doing that. Let's have a, a word of prayer as we get started. Lord, thank you so much for this opportunity that we have uh, to share together and to share with others. Lord, help us to have a view of your word that is closer to its proper place, uh, high and um, important and valuable. Um, Lord, help us not only to, to believe these truths, but to um, put it into practice in our life, that we would take your word into our uh, into our minds, into our hearts, into our lives, and, and um, use it. Thank you, Lord, for this time. May you be honored as we share, and may you use this in a great way. Thank you, in Christ's name. Amen. Amen. Thank you, Dan. And let me add a, a, a word to what Dan said. I think it's important for us to realize as well that the Bible is God's Word given to us to reveal Him, and to reveal ourselves more. So the, the wonderful benefit of our taking this time to talk about God's Word is to enable us all to be better prepared to take in the Word of God that we might know the God we love and serve better. Right. Uh, we don't worship the Word. We worship right. our God. That's exactly true. <laughs> the idea of interpretation is found in the Bible itself. The usual uh, Hebrew and Aramaic terms that are used in the Old Testament are used often in situations where uh, there is an interpretation of a dream. Uh, for instance, uh, Daniel interpreting the dream of the, uh, the king. The clearest text in the actual process of interpretation, of, of interpreting the scriptures that we find in the Old Testament might be in the book of Nehemiah. Uh, where Ezra was reading the books of Moses, and the process is described in this way. Also, Jeshua, Bani, Sherebiah, Jamin, Akub, Shabbatai, Hodijai, Maseah, Kelita, Azariah, Josabad, Hanan, Palaliah, and the Levites. And if that list doesn't excite you, there's a bunch of other lists in the Old Testament that are even longer. Now, Grandpa, that's not fair, though, because you were friends with all these guys. Yeah. And, uh, you know, we don't know how to say their names, but when you grew up with if them. If you'd lived next door to them like right. I did. I mean, that's not know. fair to us. So all of these were standing with the people. They were standing among the people, helping the people to understand 
the law. And the people stood in their place. So they read distinctly from the book in the law of God, and they gave the sense and helped them to understand the reading. That's in Nehemiah 8, verses 7 and 8. In the New Testament, the Greek word hermeneia in its various grammatical forms is usually used of uh, providing interpretation. Uh, for example, in John 1.42, uh, there is in this concept of translation a kind of mixture of ideas. The one is to take something from one form or one language and to bring it into another. The other is to make the sense of one statement clearer. And that's the sense that we see it used uh, in 1 Corinthians 12 to 14, for example, where the gift of tongues is, is required, and there's, there's a, excuse me, the gift of tongues is described, and there's a requirement that it be used the way it was intended, the way it was emphasized. The word has been transliterated into the English language into the word that we use for interpretation, that is hermeneutics. That's the term, the technical term, that we use for the study of the interpretation of Scripture. Yeah, even the, I mean, the hermeneutics, like we, uh, you know, there's obviously a lot of backing, but that's the, you know, I'll, if you've gone to a to a Bible college or something, you've probably taken a hermeneutics class. That's that's uh, gone over that. We had a funny instance as Grandpa walked in to talk about how we we're going to talk about the podcast. He was he was thinking that he was giving us a uh, you know softball question and asking Dad and I what book we used for hermeneutics when we took it in college, and neither of us knew what book we had used, and he was disappointed that we didn't realize that, because, <laughs> of course, he knew his book from 40 years ago, and uh, I, eight years ago, don't remember my, uh, my hermeneutics. Was it 40? Was it 40? Was it more than that? Uh, 55, 50, 55 yeah. years ago, right. something like that. I mean, I was, I was trying to give you the benefit of the doubt there. I, I, was, I, trying to, I was trying that. to lowball you, yeah, but I guess please, make it shorter every time. There. <laughs> That'd be fine. I will say this, since you brought the subject up, that one of the things that was interesting about that particular book, which was uh, Bernard Ram's book on, on interpretation, was that it was a set of rules. It was a, an entire book full of rules to help you to be able to interpret the scriptures properly. Probably since that time, very few books written on hermeneutics have been written the same way right. because it's, it's broadened as a subject so much. Yeah, and actually I think that's an interesting difference too because um, the science of study can be so um, cold, I don't know the right word, um, academic mm -hmm. um, and it it can tend to remove the relational part mm. and so I think more current um, hermeneutic books want to bring that back in but I believe have probably gone the other way and have brought um, relationship into every passage when that's not in every passage true right true. Um, and so I think there's some kind of tension that is not just between yours of 
50 some years ago and size of eight years ago. Mm-hmm. I think it's a, it's a, a hundreds of years now tension between the, how much of it is um, a study and how much of it is um, the spirit's involvement and how much of it is, um, uh, I don't know the right way, a, a storybook, a, a relational book, mm-hmm. you know? Um, and I, I would believe the truth is, yes, it is a study that requires the Holy Spirit, and it's about a relationship with God. Right. But it is hard to talk about this, to have a hermeneutics class, <laughs> you know, <laughs> and not have that that um, dryness. The structure, I, the yeah, detail. Right, yeah. to, to it. Right, the rules, um, if you will. Yeah, one, one of the classes I took at Cedarville, I'll leave the professor nameless, because many of my classes there were wonderful. Um, but uh, one of them in this area, it was just, I was just lost in the, in the minutia. Mm-hmm. And I knew it was I knew it was necessary, but it was it was seemingly the minutia was king. Yeah, you know, and and I I, I maybe that's what a student in an academic setting should have, but I certainly don't want that to be what we promote as as the most important. Mm-hmm. You certainly do want to drill down and study and have it be a pursuit in studying the scriptures. Um, but I, I'm sure as we, as we talk through the complexity in a bit, we'll, we'll, we'll get to that. But I think, we'll get to I, that, but I think yeah. that tension has been there for, for a long time on that. Uh, even the, the pendulum swing of allegorical and literal mm-hmm. that, that has happened and, and, um, so and another know. another area that really is involved in this whole thing that has broadened hermeneutics tremendously is the idea of hermeneutics being involved in application. Uh, earlier on, the idea was that because we're doing exegesis, we're pulling the truth out of the word. Mm-hmm. There was not as much emphasis on the whole issue of how we apply what we've learned. But over the the last 50 or 60 years, hermeneutics has gone from drawing the substance out to a a much greater amount of time taken in how we apply what we've received. And that's broadened it as well. Right. So the the simple little Bible study of what does this text say and what does it say to me the balance has yeah. changed between those two. It has. Be, between those two things. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I I want to emphasize the the high importance of this uh, this area of bibliology. Uh, interpretation hermeneutics is is of great value. If if you believe everything exactly correctly about bibliology, but you don't care to bring it into understanding what it says. You've probably missed most of it. <laughs> so Second uh, Timothy two fifteen says, "Be diligent to present yourself approved to God as a workman who does not need to be ashamed, accurately handling the word of truth." And so that's really what we want to do. We want to take take God's word, and we want to 
understand it accurately. I think that's a really good, mm-hmm. a really good uh, use of that um, accurately, that we would see it. I know that's true when I teach it. That's the greatest burden I feel um, in, in preaching is that I, I want to communicate the word accurately. Um, and, and it requires us to, um, to, to look into what it says, what it, what it says, um, in order to represent it as the Nehemiah passages where they were helping to give a sense of what it says. You have to first know what it says, um, which is more important than what I want to say. Right. So that, this is a really important, um, section of bibliology not that others aren't important but if you don't if you get all the way through bibliology and then you don't care about how you take it in that's a that's a really uh, a big failure yeah it, it really is and i i think especially from the perspective of what we're emphasizing in these podcasts we want to help you grow in your faith and part of that growth comes from the Holy Spirit using the Word of God to, to raise you up to a higher level of understanding of the Word and greater ability to apply it. Yeah. If, if we recognize that, then it means that this study of how to study the Word, to get everything out of it that God intended for us to have from this book, then it, it makes it take on a place of importance that we might not otherwise see for it. Some of the other things that we saw there, many of them were new, many of them were, were interesting issues that some of you had not thought of before. But this is an issue that we all need to be concerned about. How do I handle the word of truth? Yep. Yeah. All right. Everything we talked about thus far has been you know, we know that we see the scriptures clear. We see that how it was interpreted. We see, you know, how we got it today, right? It's all been kind of about scripture as a whole. And now we're kind of getting into the, to the meat of, okay, I, I see that it's true. Now, what is it? What does this mean to me? How, how, how do I study? How do I learn from it? So this little shift that's happening, I think is an important one. Uh, you can know a lot about a subject, but to actually understand it is, is much more important. And, well, and early on, we talked about some of the uh, negative cultural uh, impacts on bibliology. And I think this is one where it really hits home, too, because um, our, our social media culture of let me take this picture of what we had for dinner tonight and let me tell you about how I'm feeling about this and how I'm feeling about that. Mm-hmm. We, we bring that um, into um, – into the scriptures. Well, I, I feel like it says this. I feel like it says that. Yeah. Well, it doesn't really matter how, what you feel like it says. <laughs> That's right. We need to interpret what it said. And then, then we can have, we could have feelings about that. You know, we could have uh, concerns or thoughts about that. But, um, you know, for me to f- feel like, you know, God couldn't do that or God couldn't do that. Well, if it says he is or he did, he did, you know. Uh, but, uh, you know, I think it's really important for, our, for, for uh, bringing bibliology home on this. You know? And if, if the only experience you have had so far in deeper Bible study is an experience where you sat in a room with people who just said, well, I think it this means this or I feel like it means that, um, don't feel bad. 
because that's the exposure of a lot of people, sadly. Right. Uh, the, the thing that we would like to encourage you to do is to become an exegete, a student of the Word that brings out its teachings by the guidance of the Holy Spirit and the use of the Word of God in a proper way so that you'll grow by it. I, I am never impressed with the individual, whether a pastor or a teacher or whoever it may be, who lets their Bible sit on a, a pedestal in their, their office, their study, their bedroom, their, their uh, uh, bathroom, wherever they might keep it, and say, I refer to it, uh, I, I read it every day, but I never study. You know, I don't need to do that. And my response to that is, if you don't ever study, what you're teaching now is the same thing you were teaching 20 years ago. If it's the sound message of the gospel, praise God. Preach that message every week, but be sure that you use the rest of the word because that's one of the responsibilities that we have, right. is to be able to handle the word of truth right. in its entirety. I think in a... In a in a Christian's life, um, I think the Berean example is so good. Mm -hmm. it, it shows both sides that they receive the word with all readiness and they search the scriptures. So there's, <laughs> there's two things there and there's one thing that's not there. That I, one, thing, one of the two things that's there is that they were hearing from somebody who had studied, who had uh, a message from the scripture or in some cases were actually making the scripture, right? <laughs> right. Um, but they, they heard a message from someone who was sharing God's word um, and they studied themselves. Right. And that's what every believer can. Every believer can study mm -hmm. for themselves and uh, to uh, understand the scriptures. Everybody's going to understand um, different parts better at different levels and all that stuff sure but every every believer can understand the scripture what's not there is discussion hour mm -hmm. you know discussion hour is not there now there's no it's not bad to have a group and discuss what things say not bad about that but if nobody's looked at what the scripture says and they're all just given their feelings. That's not a Bible study. Right. right. It's not a Bible study. That's a feeling study. Mm -hmm. And so uh, we want to we want to encourage, um, as we say, we want to uh, we believe the high pri priority for every believer to be firmly founded in their walk of faith, <laughs> and that founding is in the Scriptures. So um, you know right. we want to make sure that that's an important component. But it is challenging. It is challenging to gather the different types of writings, the different historical settings of the writings, um, the different authors and different audiences and um, prophecies. And it's, mm -hmm. it's hard to gather all those things. Right? And this is where we really want you to recognize that the Bible is the most important book you can read and study. And it's also complex. There's, it would be silly for us to say, well, you know, if you just uh, uh, do steps one and two, you got it. You got the whole thing. We're going to have to recognize 
the complexity that's involved in good study of the word. But we're going to hopefully make it something that will not seem difficult to even think about, but rather maybe enticing, maybe something that will draw you toward the concept that I can do this. I can do this, and the more I do it, the better I will grasp the word and be able to apply it to my life. It's my, I don't know why my mind went to crypto mining, which I don't even know how many how many people listening to this are into crypto mining. But All right, so you're the uh, young generation of us. Yeah, there you go. Because <laughs> we're both the, sitting, uh, sitting here like, yeah, I've heard of that. Right. I, I mean, the so uh, I, I guess now I'm in it. But right. um, the you know scripture is kind of like. It is is kind of like where you can have a you, you can have one one GPU that you're using for crypto mining and you're getting stuff out of it right and so you can uh, you you can study and and you can get truth out of scripture for studying it you know h- however much you study it but if you get you know 45 uh, graphics cards and you're mining it at that at that level you're going to get that much more out of it right mm-hmm. and so you know as we go through this I think it can be daunting also to look at to look at scripture and like, oh, well, I have to do, you know, there's these 85 steps I have to do, right? And we, we want to encourage you, do do every step, get, go, you know, find every jot and tittle, right? Um, but at the same time, for those that are, for those who are younger who don't have the experience as you're learning uh, to do to do hermeneutics, right? Just the, just whatever little bit you can do, whatever you can get your hands on, it will be profitable for you. Yeah, that's what I, I try to encourage people. If, if you read one verse, Every day at the end of the year, you'd have 365 verses that you read. That's right. Right. But why would you read one verse? Mm-hmm. Right. Why, why would you read one verse? Right. right? So in, anything that you anything that you do in the scriptures is better. I, I'll take it to to my generation at, at this point in my generation okay. at this point, not not from back in the 80s, but now um, if you. Uh, get off the couch and walk. That's better than sitting on the couch, right? But it, but if you uh, work your way up to where you could, you know, run a mini, mm-hmm. you're you're probably in better shape than the person that just keeps walking, right? Mm-hmm. So um, it, it, it there's a lot of the a lot of uh, that to the scriptures. It's all valuable. Whatever you take in is valuable. Um, but uh, we want to urge you to push past the whatever your plateau of of uh, input is and and to uh, push past that to really uh, dig uh, into what it's saying and to understand it in, in a better way I, I was ready for the uh, canned green beans example the Canned green beans aren't as good as regular green beans, but if all, <laughs> but but if all we're gonna eat is, is canned, if we're not gonna eat the regular green beans, then canned green that, beans are better than that. That's better. <laughs> that's a great example for me. Yeah, right? both of us. Both of us. That's right. If you don't know, Dad and I, we love canned green beans. Yeah, and not so much fresh ones. No, so, I hate fresh ones. I'm so, a fresh guy. I'm I'm shocked that you might yeah. be a fresh. <laughs> yeah. So better better canned and green beans mom. than than no green beans <laughs> yes. at all. That's right. That's funny. Um. Before we get into some of the real specific, the the nitty-gritty points that we want to bring to you that will help you to understand how we bring presuppositions to the Scripture and some of the things that we need to kind of take those away or, or put them in their proper place and really understand the Scriptures, let me suggest something to you. Um, it's, a, it's a very simple five-step concept 
and it's used in a book called Grasping God's Word. Uh, we take all of those of our ABWE missionaries who have never had a course in interpretation, in hermeneutics, through this course. And the five steps are quite simple. Uh, brilliantly done, the book is, but I, 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 you don't necessarily have to get the book. I would recommend it, but here are the five. You start with where are the people who first received the message. In other words, the message in their world. And you recognize the fact that in studying, for instance, a, uh, a passage from the Gospel of John, the world that we're talking about is the world of Jesus. It's the world of those who lived at the time that Jesus lived. It's how they would receive the message based upon what life was like around them. And then you go to what we call the river. And the river is actually a broad river of differences, whether it's language, whether it's customs, whether it's the Old or the New Testament, whether it's uh, the, the lifestyle of the people, the kinds of work that they would do. All of these are in this river. And we have to build a bridge across that river. And the way you build the bridge is to look for the principles God is teaching us in that passage. We mine for those principles. We look for those things that are universal in what is taught in that passage. Not just what is true there, but is taught again and again throughout the Word of God. And we call that the principalizing bridge. And then, having crossed over this bridge, having learned the principles that are taught in that passage that even I need to know, I check my principles against Scripture. I, I go through the Scriptures and see, is this in fact a subject that's taught again and again? Does God want his people to know this many, many times through the course of Scripture? And if so, then we have a good principle because we know it's not confined to that one text. It's basically universal throughout the Word of God. So having done that checking step, we have one more step to take, and that is grasping that text in our town, the town that we're in today, the world that we're in today, the life that I'm living now as a Christian. The tendency that we usually have in Bible study is to jump from the text itself to our town, skipping all the rest of that. And that's where a lot of the problems that we've been talking about come from. They come from the idea that somehow I understand well enough just by reading that passage, the passage itself, that I can tell you how it fits us today. But a lot of times what happens is we jump ahead to what the New Testament is teaching and don't really match what we're saying here with what's said here. It may be a very good text, but it's not this text. <laughs> and so this is an illustration of one way in which we can think about what we're talking about here. It's making that journey from the way people understood it then to the way we understand it today. So recently I shared from uh, Psalm 107, and in Psalm 107 uh, you have them talking about 
the Israelites coming to the Lord from north, south, east, and west. Mm -hmm. And it describes some of their uh, places that they came from. Not, not Edom and Philistia, but, but their conditions that they came from. Um, and um, that was that process. It, mm-hmm. it's, it's easy to read the Psalms and see David's heart right. about the Lord, or in Psalm 107, to see these people coming to God and to just immediately jump from, from uh, then to now. Mm-hmm. But, and, and, and especially in the Psalms, sometimes that jump is very similar. The river might be narrow. There. Right. Yeah. But, but you do need to make sure that you're, what you're looking at is um, not just, well, that was true. That's something that's said about God and them there. It must be true now. But you need to see that it's a principle that, or in, in the case of mine, there were four avenues for um, types of people that could have, you know, um, still, that still have these same thoughts mm-hmm. um, concerning God. And so it was a timeless thing that could right. be transferred from then to now. But you have to be careful about those, those jumps. Right. Right. Yeah. Those right. jumps. Yeah. That you you mentioned the the check step, and I think that's even uh, I think that's a really important one because I think it's it's it can be really easy to look at scripture, and see, uh, you know, see well the passage clearly says this, mm-hmm. right? But then to sit there and say, okay, well, what does the rest of scripture say about this topic? Because you it might look like oh well clearly is saying you know this mm-hmm. but if there you don't find that anywhere else in the rest of the scripture then maybe it's not saying that right which is where you get some of the uh, more interesting uh, theological right. differences yes yeah I think believers sometimes see uh, cynics saying that the that the Bible teaches that you should stone children that disobey their parents mm-hmm. and that, you know, these, these laws from the old Testament and, and how crazy the Bible is for teaching those, you know, for teaching those things. And, and, and you don't even believe the Bible because it says this and you don't do that. Um, and, and so as believers, we would reject those cynics and say, well, you don't, you're not seeing the following of the, of the scriptures there. You're not following. Right. But then we might do the same thing. We would read a passage right. And, right. and jump to now, and we might do the same thing even just because it's um, not as offensive or something. And know? there's a warning for us there, isn't there? Right, yeah. It, it, it's the reminder that, as we have explained in the past, the scriptures are a gradual development of what God wants us to know. And there are periods of time all the way through the scriptures where God's plan and purpose for the people he had as his people in the world then was different than it is for those who came later. And for us to just take them up from that context in which they're found in the Old Testament and bring them over and apply them to the church today is to really rip them out of where they belong in God's plan and make them for us today. If there are people who, as you said, say, well, you don't really believe the whole Bible. You don't apply it all. Uh, Their complaint is based on ignorance of that very fact, that what God's purpose and plan is for the church today is very different 
than what his purpose and plan was for Abraham or for the people under Moses right. in the Old Testament. Right. So making that, um, making it clear what the scriptures are saying in their right time and place is the is the important first step right. of that. Right. Um, and uh, and then you can make application. Um, further down the line mm-hmm. from and because God's relationship with man there are commonalities um, throughout history between how God has related with mankind yes. and how man's attitude yes, has absolutely. been toward God and toward each other and there are things we can learn about those those relationships that do transfer to us um, but we have to be careful about um, about how we uh, about how we do those things right. that's for sure right. um Complexity is something that dissuades some people and offers um, others to have uh, a weird view of their own, right? Yes. And and all, and all kinds of those. So the, the dissuading, it being complex, some people just don't want to work at it don't they feel overwhelmed they they feel like they couldn't understand it there's all kinds of that um discouragement there from the complexity but but i i would like to say if god wrote a book that was a nursery rhyme he wouldn't be too complex i mean he he wouldn't be too complex you know i mean he wouldn't be much if it was you know um if the entirety of the scriptures was Jesus loves me, this I know, you know, then, okay. <laughs> We'd get the message, right, but right. it would be over it, quickly. It, right, <laughs> and, and God is so immense. There's a lot that, that uh, and, and a lot that he's taught us and a lot that he's revealed to us. So there's a lot there. Uh, to use your illustration, if, if it's a nursery rhyme, yeah. you know, uh, it might be entertaining. Right. It might be interesting, it might be fun, it might be amusing, but it won't tell us how to live our life before God. Right. That requires more detail. Yep. That requires more complexity. Yeah. And that's why it's it, the Bible is the book that it is. It's not that little nursery rhyme. It's a full-orbed dis- distribution of God's truth concerning himself to those he wants to have it. Yep. And it's plain enough for every believer to learn from and it's complex enough for every believer to continue to learn from, mm-hmm. and I think that's a great blessing for us, more so than a than an overwhelming thing. Um, and I think I don't think any any young believer, I don't think anybody who thinks they should know more and feels bad that they don't know enough. All of us are there, right? right. But um, I don't think that should stop anybody from digging in, into the scriptures because they're they're there for us it's god's revealing himself to us and uh they're precious they're precious that way the so then the the um the the error part of it is a is a dangerous thing because it is complex people interpret it in a variety of ways Mm -hmm. and we've got to be um like timothy was caution both at the end of 1st Timothy and the beginning of 2nd Timothy to guard these things guard what what's been said here um, and that's why in, interpretation is so vitally important because what the scriptures say is what's true 
what we think about them is not necessarily true. Not right? necessarily true. Yeah. So, well, we're gonna we're gonna tie up here for this session, and uh, we'll get to some of those um, presuppositions in our next one, and uh, be able to encourage you uh, to filter some of your thinking as you look into the scripture. Mm -hmm. But uh, we want to lift high the the scriptures, not just in your acknowledging that they're valuable, but actively that you are choosing to make them valuable in your life. And uh, one of those ways is to, to, uh, to, to take them in, to see what they say, uh, to gather its truth, and then, then uh, make it something that, that applies in your life. So let me encourage you, uh, dig in. If, uh, if you read one verse every day, you'd read 365 by the end of the year, but why would you read one verse? So uh, study, study the scriptures, dig into them, and uh, learn what God has revealed in his great word for you.